0: to the plane? I practically choked on my bagel when I heard Dennis's friend, Nick, ask his dad that out on their land on Martha's Vineyard. Can I have the keys to the plane? Who says that? (laughs) In a sense, though, I hope many of you have come here today to ask a similar question. Except it's not the keys to the plane. It's keys to flying with the Holy Spirit. Now, before you panic, do remember that the beauty of the Holy Spirit, which I described last week, precludes us from having any reasons to be scared of what we are about to embark upon. In the natural, we take comfort in knowing that there are safeguards in flying. If you've ever been on a private plane, You've seen the pilot, in my case my brother-in-law, walk around the plane with a safety checklist before he takes off. He checks auxiliary fuel pump, instruments and radios, fuel gauges, propellers, flaps, lots of things. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, there is also a safety checklist. It just looks different. Ask two overall questions. First, have you ever been a passenger on a plane? And second, having learned a lot as a passenger, do you want to learn how to be a pilot to have the keys to the plane? Let's get started with the first question. Have you ever been on a plane? We can learn an awful lot about flying by being a passenger consider, have you ever, metaphorically speaking, experienced what it's like to be a passenger on a Holy Spirit plane? We're in a sort of plane ride right now. At this service, we're experiencing the gifts of the Holy Spirit through administration, hospitality, teaching, worship. All these gifts are active here this morning, and Hopefully it's a smooth ride. There are many other gifts, though, which we're more likely to experience in prayer or deep conversations with friends seeking help. My earliest experiences of these other types of gifts began at a weekly Thursday morning healing service at a church in Beverly Farms. At a particular moment in the prayer book service, The priest would invite people to come forward to the rail, one by one. At the rail, he'd pray spontaneously, off book. He'd say things which, unbeknownst to him, were always part of the theme that God had been working on in me. I knew it couldn't always be coincidence, so I'm guessing the priest, the pilot, if you will, was exercising the gifts of wisdom, encouragement, knowledge. A few years later, I experienced eye-popping accuracy from a man who would pray with me. I think he had the gift of prophecy, which basically means him speaking words from God through him to me. He used to pray for me on a Wednesday night service. He had a folder open with my life in front of it. He was always so accurate that my eyes would pop out. He was so gentle. He'd say things like, I think the Lord wants you to know, and then he'd say something. Or he might pray. I keep getting the word rest. Could it be that the Lord is asking you to rest? And indeed, every person who prayed for me in the previous several months had been saying the exact same thing about rest. Unfortunately, because I was rather new at all this Holy Spirit business, it took me, I think, a couple of years before I took a sabbatical. I took a couple of years to really accept the fact that, yes, God does speak through people to us. If you'd asked me at that point if I would like to be a pilot, I would have hesitated. The supernatural was, well, beyond natural, which made it outside of my comfort zone. So I have to ask us here today this next question. Are you scared of flying? When we get on a Holy Spirit plane, we've maybe heard from others that there could be bumps or vibrations in the plane. Indeed, when we're prayed for, we might feel certain sensations. Some people experience goosebumps. Me. Sometimes I'll feel a hand on my shoulder or my head, and it's touching me, but there's no human hand actually touching me. And I know this because I peek. (laughs) Some people feel warmth or a slight shaking. Still others tell us of images they're seeing in their head or right in front of them. Sometimes people feel words of care, wisdom, or words of knowledge come to them. When people pray for us, and we find ourselves on the receiving end of the Holy Spirit, of the gifts operating within them, we learn about the existence of those gifts for real. The pilots and the flight attendants, if you will, and the spirit prophesy. They might pray for healing over us. There might be miracles. They could speak encouragement to us. We might hear them speak in tongues or give an interpretation to tongues. The range of gifts is rather extensive. By some lists, it's up to twenty-four. In a real airplane, we usually don't feel scared because there is this safety checklist. And we trust that the pilot is good. Which brings us to the spiritual safety checklist. After all, how safe are human pilots praying for us? Do the pilots honor and trust Jesus in whose name the prophetic words of prayer are spoken? Jesus is not their co-pilot, as the bumper sticker says. He is the head of the whole flight school. He is Lord of heaven and earth, as we just sang, and he earnestly cares for our well-being. Here's another item on the checklist. Do the pilots, those praying for us, speak with words that comport with Scripture? Here's another one. Do the pilots rely on the Holy Spirit for what they say, saying not what they and their human uh, experience thinks is right, rather what the Holy Spirit is saying to them Just help me or any of you. Jesus said, I only do or say what the Father has told me. Likewise, pilots praying over us need to listen and pray what the Holy Spirit tells them. Jesus warns us several times in Scripture to beware of false prophets. Most chilling to me is when he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and Cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. There are a lot of fake prophets out there or false prophets as we read in scripture. And Holy Spirit pilots, if you will, better be trained and listening to the Spirit. And they better be keeping their metaphoric licenses current. Bluntly, Jesus states in his parable of the vine and the branches, apart from me, you can do nothing. In short, the pilots need to be aligned with scripture and grafted into the character and goodness of Jesus through the sap of the Holy Spirit. So you get the idea There are lots of good reasons to want to be a pilot, to want to be in the plane. Being a passenger on a plane can teach us a lot about flying. Being prayed for by people who operate in the gifts of the Spirit can help us learn more about the gifts of the Spirit, even gifts inside us. So now on to my second question. Do you want the keys to the plane? Do you want some training? To establish God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus needs us. Let's come down to earth from my high-flying aviation metaphor for a minute and think about building sites. Let's think about Ezra rebuilding the temple around 400 B.C. It was all hands on deck. Priests and singers were needed. Gatekeepers, temple servants, masons and carpenters were needed. And the generosity of free will offerings from people who worked other jobs was needed. It's the same with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need an all-encompassing variety of gifts moving through an all-encompassing variety of people to do the all-encompassing work of building God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, here on the North Shore. Oh, yeah. As temples of the Holy Spirit carrying the hopes of Jesus in our hearts, we become the vessels through whom the Spirit undoes the works of darkness, or as John wrote in his first letter, destroy the works of the devil. As Christ's body here on earth, we're driven to redeem people out of the harmful effects of darkness. Darkness seeps into us and our institutions from the fallenness of the world, from childhood trauma or illness or injustice, sin or lack of love. Let's bring the light. Discerning what our gifts are and then discerning where and how God wants to use them is our best next step in bringing the transforming love of Jesus to Boston's North Shore. So returning to my first metaphor, I'm starting a flight training school. If you are ready to be a pilot, email me. If you already are a pilot, email me and we'll discern discern together how you might help in the flight training school. I'll look at everyone's schedules and we'll figure out when it works to have the small groups. We'll discuss Don and Katie Fortune's book, Discover Your God-Given Books. Uh, Yeah, we're such a book group, aren't we? (laughs) We will be doing the book. Um, Discover Your God-Given Gifts together. We'll read it. And um, there are lots of gifts, and there are also pros, and there are dangers of every single gift, even hospitality. You know there's a danger in that one? And we'll discern together your gifts and create a safe place to take your gifts on, out on test flights. We'll pray amongst ourselves. If it's been a while since you've gotten in touch with the Holy Spirit and your gift inside you, email me. Join, join us. Come fan into flame your specific gifts. As Madeline read in the scripture from 1 Corinthians, we each have one. Come learn about your gifts within the guardrails of love, which is the key to all grace. I mean, who can forget the other chilling passage about spiritual (laughs) gifts, this time from Paul. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, not love, I gain nothing. All of us, no matter what draws us to this flight school, will explore our callings. Where do we go from here? We'll look at scriptures like Psalm 40, which Bono from U2 made so popular in our day and age. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my my mouth, the song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear. They will put their trust in the Lord. Did you hear the different callings in that? Some of us are called to pull people up out of the miry clay. And some of us are called to put a new song of praise in people's mouths. And some of us are called to draw others to the Lord. Some of us are called to do a little of all these things. In the vast sea of possibilities, let's gain some clarity together. Let's learn about the safety checklist and begin the holy work of scattering the darkness and bringing the light of Christ through the illumination and gifts of the Spirit. Then, and I would suggest only then, can we ask our Father in heaven, Hey, Dad, can I have the keys to the plane? Let's take a moment of silence and think about this, and in that silence, you can multitask and bring up your service bulletin, and we'll pray together, a prayer we prayed last week, uh, which is the prayer of self-dedication that Anglican priest and Archbishop William Temple uh, wrote so many decades ago. Let's take a minute of quiet. Do I want to be a passenger and let people pray for me and help me discover my gifts? Do I want to be a pilot and have the keys to the plane? prayer out loud. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you, and then use us, we pray, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.